So we're caught up in this church. Even as we sit here this morning, we are part of God's global mission. God's global mission. And that's really the heart of this series is um, let the nations be glad is that God right from the beginning of history has had a mission in mind. So from when God made Eden and the world and placed Adam and Eve as his image bearers into Eden and then it went wrong through the fall as Adam and sin, I'm sorry, Adam and Eve, (laughs) Adam and Eve chose independence and, and rebellion of God, rejection of God, and chose to um, trust their own self, to act as gods themselves in that way. Right from then, God has had a mission. In fact, before that, God's had a mission to gather the nations of the world to himself. And this is what we're doing in this series, is we're, we're tracking this journey of God's mission. So week one, Nigel um, took an overview of Genesis 1 through to 11. And how God has a plan for us to be fruitful, to, to, to bear his image out into creation, to fill the world with the image of God. To be fruitful and to multiply and to bring peace and life and joy and creativity and harmony and to push back the wilderness outside of Eden and to spread the reign and rule of God. And that that was God's plan and purpose for humanity, to do that in relationship with God and it, that it all went wrong, but that is God's plan still in action. And we saw that that left us with two big questions of how is God going to deal with this problem of evil and how is God going to gather the nations to himself? And last week, Rob then looked at Genesis 12 when God picks one man, this pagan guy, this random guy, Abraham, who lived in modern-day Iraq. And he just plucked him and said, Abraham, I'm calling you to leave your father and your land and everything and come and I will take you to a land. I will give you a land. I will make you the father of many. I'll make you into a nation. Your descendants will be as numerous as the sand on the seashore and as the stars in the sky. And so that's what we've looked at so far. And and if you like, the start of the Bible is like this broad vista of creation. Genesis 1, God made it and we get this sweeping wide panoramic shot of creation. And how God says, look at this creation. It is good. It is good. It is good. And And then it begins to home in. Uh, do you remember the Forrest Gump opening credit scene where that amazing piece of music and the, and the wide panoramic shot of Alabama and they're sweeping along and then you catch this feather floating down and, and the camera follows the feather as it floats down and it, and it lands at Forrest Gump's feet. It could have landed at anybody's feet almost, but it lands at Forrest Gump's feet and you see this story come. Well, Genesis 1 through to 11 is a bit like that. Here's the broad panoramic shot of creation. And then we begin to see this story as it went wrong. We begin to see murder and, and all terrible things happening. And as, this, as we follow this feather going down and, and it lands at this guy's feet called Abraham. And God gives him this promise. God gives him this promise to make him a great nation. That his descendants would fill the earth with the image of the glory of God. And the whole Bible if you like. The whole Bible is a missional book. The whole Bible is, in fact, mission is, I believe, the basis for the Bible. It's what the Bible is foundationally put on, built on, and, and, and worked out through is this idea that God is a missional God. That God has this going nature to him, this sending nature, that God has a, a mission in mind to, so he, so he creates he creates the earth and populates it and fills it with plants and shrubs and trees and fish and animals. 
and then places his image bearers, Adam and Eve, on the earth. And he says, now go and fill this place. And God, right from Eden, is this missional God. And the whole Bible is this book of mission of how God is going to undo this story of evil and sin that has entered and broken his creation. The whole Bible is a missional story. The challenge for us is I think that we lose that sense of being connected to God's big story. I don't know about you, but as a follower of Jesus, so often I just think, oh, it's about me being saved, about me knowing Jesus, and then just living life, and hopefully, hopefully somehow my life points people to Jesus. And we can forget that we're in this stream of mission right from the beginning. In fact, as humans, we kind of, we kind of have this bias to think all of life is about us, don't we? We kind of think that life focuses in on us and that we're at the center of everything. In fact, the Bible tells us, no, that that this mission of God is the center of everything. And right at the pinnacle of this mission sits Jesus Christ. But I I think we can sometimes forget that story. And so what I want to do for a few moments is just play a video, um, hopefully it will work, of an overview of the Old Testament. It's by a guy called Andrew Wilson, um, who's a leader in a church, King's Church London now. Um, And he's a brilliant Bible teacher. And it gives us this broad picture And then it goes down into Abraham and follows the seed of promise. It's an overview of the Old Testament. Because the problem is, unless we realize that the Bible is one big unified story. Unless we understand that God's mission didn't just get into the New Testament. And then suddenly Jesus starts talking about the Great Commission. We've given up on Israel now. That hasn't worked. So now we're going to open it up to the nations and see if that works. No, we need to understand that the Bible is one big unified story. And so I want us to to have a, a... a storyline, if you like, of the Old Testament that we can locate ourselves in. So, Chris, if you could play that. Thanks. Isn't that helpful? It's great. Um, So I want us to see that right from the start, God had this missional plan to rescue creation. Man made his image who was mired in sin. It's easy, isn't it, to think of the Old Testament as a story that's kind of exclusively about Israel. But in fact, the Old Testament is a story that is absolutely about Israel, but it also has in it the scope of nations. And as God is um, speaking to Abraham and the forefathers, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, he's, he's, he's speaking a bit like a mountain range. You know when you stand at, at, and you see a range of mountains, if ever you've had the privilege of doing that, and how they all stack up one behind another? And it kind of looks like this flat picture. It kind of looks like they're close. But you get to the first one and you realize how far the next one is on. And, but it's a bit like as God's speaking to Abraham, we see the promises of God a bit like a mountain range. They're, they're relevant to Abraham there and then, but behind them is, a, is another mountain peak. The people of Israel, behind that is another mountain peak. The Gentiles, you and I, who are, who are not Jewish people, and behind that is another mountain peak. God's, the return of Jesus to come for his bride, a new heaven and a new earth and this the bible is this missional story right through from the beginning and we have to as i said see it as a single unified story and and as we come into the new testament and jesus in matthew 28 gives this great commission to go to all nations teaching them about him baptizing believers followers of jesus in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey the commands of jesus as we as we hear that and receive that we have to see that the great commission started way back in genesis 12 
When God spoke to Abraham and said, in you, the nations will be blessed. So just for a couple of moments, I just want to read, and we're going to finish with this, read a couple of scriptures about God's plan for Israel. Who they were. Not, not plan to come, but who they were and their purpose for God, that they were to be a missional people. So here's a few key scriptures. Psalm 2, 6-8. As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I would tell of the decree, the Lord said to me, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. Psalm 22. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Isaiah 49 5 to 6. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Israel were called. Abraham was elected. And his descendants, Israel, the nation that God formed him into, were called to be a missionary people, a light to the Gentiles. To love orphans and widows. To care for the alien amongst them, the stranger amongst them. To live in a way that that honoured God, that glorified him by obeying the law. And so often we read throughout the whole Testament how they fail time and time again to understand their role and turn from the living God to false idols. And forgot the law of God. And as we saw, it ended up with them being exiled into captivity in their low moment. But listen, we too... As we stand in this story, as God has poured out his spirit on us, and we're going to look at this in the coming weeks, we too are now called to be a mission people. We too are called to understand that we stand in this mission, not still, but moving with this mission of God. Israel were called to be missionaries to the world. I make you a light to the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. Yet we are called also to be missionaries to the ends of the earth. Matthew 5, you, church, follower of Jesus Christ, you are the light of the world. I don't know if you think of yourself like that this morning. I don't know if you see yourself standing in that story that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people put... Put a lamp, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. God is a missional God. God is a God who is in the business of rescuing Jew and Gentile. And next week we have 
a guy called John Cleveley from who leads a, a Regions Beyond Church, part of our family of churches in London, and he's coming and he's going to be preaching from Romans 11 about God's plan for Jewish people today. It's going to be a hot topic. Um, it will be well worth being here for that. I want to encourage you to be here. And, and he's going to say, what about, the, what about Jewish people today? Has God still got a plan for Jewish people? Or has God done with the Jews and now it's just the church and Gentiles? And so come for that next week. That's going to be a great one. But listen to this. Ephesians 3 verse 10, his intent, God's intent, was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. Can I invite you to stand a moment? Sorry, we haven't had time. I've, um, we've run out of time this morning. But what I, want to, what I want to impress on us, what I want us to get hold of, is that all of human history focuses in on Jesus Christ. That God is a missional God. Right from, even before the creation of the world, he set in place that he would give his son as an offering for sin. Even before the world was created, Jesus was always going to be the perfect lamb who comes to take away the sin of the world. Because God wanted a redeemed people gathered from every tribe, tongue, and nation who would worship him for all eternity. And we stand this morning, we're here, we are far off distant lands. We are the far off distant people. We were those who were outside the promise of God, yet in its scope, And we stand here this morning because of the faithfulness of men and women through the ages, just like us, who come and say, I will play my part in this mission of God. And I want us to see this morning that we are a commissioned people. We can forget that so easily. We can can make it about small things. We can make it about us. We can make it about how the coffee is. We can make it about other kids enjoying kids' church. We can make it about how good was the preach. We can make it about how good's the community groups. We can make it about how good was the worship this morning and all of these kinds of things. But God says, no, I've called you to be a light. I've called you to live in such a way, like I did to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to to the nation of Israel, to live in such a way that people would see you, that people would see you and glorify your Father in heaven. And so I'd just love to pray for us right now and then invite us to share in communion. Father, Thank you. Thank you that you are the missional God. Thank you that you did not leave us in sin and death, but you sent your son. You set in place a rescue mission, culminating in the giving of your son, even to death on a cross, that you would redeem us from sin and death. And Jesus, we thank you that we have the privilege of knowing you this morning, that we have the privilege of gathering together. And it was so right earlier just to say we need to encourage one another in life and in faith. Because we need to be built up in our faith that we go from this place encouraged, remembering, hey, God is on mission. God is a missional God. And we need to be reminded of that over and over in case we forget. In case we get lazy. And thank you, Lord, that you have poured out your spirit upon us. To live this mission anointed by you. Full of your power at work amongst us. Full of your presence. And I pray for us Gateway right now that, that the eyes of our heart may be open to see the, how vast the love of God is towards us in Christ Jesus. 
I pray that we would, even this morning again, just be overwhelmed at this, this amazing story of salvation that, that, that started in the Middle East all those years ago and is being worked out across the nations of the world today. I pray that we would be those who are eager to boast in Christ Jesus, in our generation, in our town, in our sphere of influence. I pray that we would be those who are eager to live this mission of God in our sphere of influence, that we would be those who, who, who do not forget to put the Lord before all things in our lives. And so, Lord, as we come to your table right now and we share the grape juice and the bread and we remember who Christ is and what he done, the sacrifice of God upon the cross and giving his only son even to death in our place, as we remember that we are a new covenant people, that you have made your covenant with us to say, you'll be my people and I will put my spirit upon you and within you. As we come and we remind ourselves of what that cost and what it took, we say, Lord, would you ignite within us a fresh passion for your mission and your glory in our generation. We pray that, Lord. We pray that for the good of this town. We pray that for the good of this town. Lord, we pray that your church in Swindon may be a light to the Gentiles, may be a light to those walking in darkness, may be a light to those who who have no hope. Lord, you've done it with us. Lord, all of human history tells the unfaithfulness and wickedness of men and women just like us, but it shows of your unfailing faithfulness and your unfailing goodness in spite of that. And so we pray, Lord, would you, would you open our eyes to see the vastness of what you're doing. Help us to see our part in your story, we pray in your precious name. Amen. Can I invite you guys to um, come and take communion, share it together, bless one another. Can I encourage you as you share communion to, to thank Jesus that we are caught up in his body, in his story. We are caught up into his plans and purposes. That Jesus gave his life for the nations. Let's go. Let's worship and celebrate him.